It's the Mental Health Podcast with Eileen and Phil. It's the Mental Health Podcast with Eileen and Phil. Who are you and what do you do? Hi, so um, so I'm Jen and um, I'm at the moment I'm full-time mum to jake who was born on the first day of lockdown uh, he's 11 months old now um and i also have a job as a clinical psychologist working in the nhs and i'll be going back to that in april time what is your favorite part of the job um so my my favorite part of my mum job is um is looking after i suppose is is watching Jake sort of learn new skills and and develop. Um, so at the moment he's a bit of a chatterbox and he's he's learning to um, to shout and communicate and and babble and he's also learning to walk. So it's lovely just each day seeing him come on and um, get really excited about chasing the dog around and things like that. Um, and then in my job as a as a clinical psychologist. Um, I really like just sitting and um, getting to know people and getting to know their stories, um, finding out a little bit more about about their lives um, and helping them to think through how they, I suppose, perhaps live more fulfilling lives or work towards whatever goals that they have in their lives. Um, so just sitting and, and hearing their stories is is a really fulfilling part of my role. So I'm looking forward to getting back to that. <laughs> what do you do to relax? Um, so for me, I really like to um, to get active. So I've I've always been really into into exercise really enjoy just moving my body in whatever way whether that be walking or dancing or lifting weights or um so I've done sort of lots of different structured sports in my life but just exercise in any form helps me to relax so I can have a have a big day of work and then I step in the gym and it kind of all floats away which is quite nice (laughs) tea or coffee coffee (laughs) lots of coffee at the moment (laughs) seaside or countryside oh this is a tricky one you see my husband's a farmer and so they live out in the countryside and that's gorgeous but we also live by the coast probably seaside but I'd have to be pushed I like them both what is your favourite mood-boosting food? Mm, well, I think you've got to have moderation. I love a bit of cake, probably carrot cake with a coffee. <laughs> when you feel down, what do you do to cheer yourself up? Um, I think it probably goes back to the movement thing. I'd probably just however I were feeling even if I didn't quite feel like it I'd pop on some shoes get out the door and either perhaps go for a run or a walk if I wasn't quite feeling energetic enough for a run how much time do you spend on social media um I try not spend too much time but probably a bit more than I'd like at the moment it's I think I think in lockdown, it's been quite a good way to stay connected to people. Um, What's your favourite film? Oh, gosh. Must say, I'm not really a filmy person. I can tell you the last film I watched is probably (laughs) Moana. Um, You can tell I've got a little and I'm not sure whether he likes it or I like it, but... um, (laughs) I would say I, my memory's not great for thinking very far into the past at any any of the probably, uh, you know, more intellectual films. So I'll go with Moana. <laughs> <laughs> what one thing are you most proud of and why? Oh, gosh, I think, um, I suppose at the moment, really, you know, being a mum to Jake um is you know I'm I'm feeling quite proud of 
the year that we've had together and how he seems to be turning out um, despite some of the struggles. So uh, I think it's hard not to think of Jake when you ask me about feeling proud. What was the name of the last book you read? The last book? Mm. Um, yeah, <laughs> I actually, I read, uh, the last book I read was The, um, the Tattooist of Auschwitz. Um, but I actually read it when I'd just gone off on maternity leave. Um, and I remember my dad calling me and saying, why are you reading that? It's not a very relaxing book to read when you're trying to wind down. But, um, but it was, it was a, it, you know, it was a good, a good read at the same time. What are you most grateful for and why? It's a really good question. I think, um, I'm really grateful for the the people I have in my life, and I think um, I think that this last year sort of highlighted that. Really, I think how important friends, family, um, colleagues, just everybody that you come across in life, how grateful you are for them. Because um, I think when it's harder to connect with them or they're not there in person as much, it makes you realise how grateful you are for them. Um, so people <laughs> it's the mental health podcast with eileen and phil it's the mental health podcast with eileen and phil hi jen so lovely to speak to you today i'm so glad that you've been able to join us um and thank you for answering those mystery voice questions Hello, no worries. <laughs> How was it for you? It was really nice. It was nice to just um, pause and, and think about things like that. Um, yeah, life's quite busy. Um, so it's hard to, you know, you don't always get to take a moment to think about what you're grateful for and what you're proud of and also how you how you cope and manage things. Um, yeah, absolutely. And what a year in which to become a parent for the first time. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, how has that been? Has it, um, I mean, you've obviously touched on it within your answers, but yeah. Jake was born right at the beginning of lockdown? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So he was born on, on the very first day, 4am on the first day of that that it was announced to be a national lockdown or, you know. Um, so yeah, it's been a really, really. It's been a difficult year, really. Um, mm. You know, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I can imagine that. You know, there's usually when a new baby is born, so many people flock to see a new baby. Don't yeah, they? part of that and to be able to celebrate. And yeah, yeah. Involved, but I guess given the circumstances, that was very, very much restricted for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think you. I hadn't realised how much in my mind I had a sense of how I'd expected this time to be. Um, mm. You know, you sort of have an image in your mind of what maternity leave might look like, and mm. the first time that Jake would meet, mm. you know, is my parents my mm. husband's parents grandparents family yes. um so it's been a really interesting you know just very different and I think it's taken some time to get my head around that really um yeah there's definitely been some some real kind of benefits to it in a sense you know it's been really nice mm. to be able to especially in the early days to just have that time to get to know Jake um but to be honest, after the first few weeks, you're then really ready to see people and to sort of show show yeah. off your baby a little bit, and yeah, um, and that hasn't that hasn't been possible. So it's been um, mm -hmm. there's definitely been challenges, and and just not being able to meet with other new mums, um, mm. go to sort of baby groups for Jake to to socialise or meet with people. Um, yes. And Jen, was your husband able to take um, time off as well during the initial part of the lockdown so as to be able to share some of that? 
um, his first uh, weeks and months with you? Well, my my husband has his own has his own business, um, so he didn't really get the the traditional sort of paternity leave, um, and his companies operated throughout the the whole of um, the year, which which is obviously a really good thing. Um, mm. But it, but we haven't had. You know, he hasn't been working from home or um, been been at home as much as perhaps some some other dads would have been around. Um, yeah, so that's quite a difficult balance, then, isn't it? Sort yeah, yeah. Husband, father of baby, away or out out at work. Yeah, and that's the time when a lot of people would be calling on extended family yeah. for help and support. Absolutely, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. And obviously, it's it's great that he's still being able to work. Um, mm. But I think it's yeah, it's just a balancing act really for him as well, being around as much as he possibly can be. But running a business in these times has been difficult as well. So um, yeah, and I think just taking you back to you, you acknowledged that there were. I'm not sure benefits. I'm not sure if that's the no, word you yeah. Use, but um, that idea of actually you had a bit of time on your own as a couple with mm, Jake to mm. sort of get to know him to sort of relax into yeah. being new parents yeah. and quite often that phase can be very much about managing yeah and kind of keeping them away a bit yeah well I'm that... sorry yeah sorry no I was just gonna say I'm I'm mindful I'm somebody who probably would have been quite like right let's get up and out there meet everybody and sign up to all these groups and you know just crack Mm. on and do everything um Mm. and and that probably would have been fun but in hindsight it's probably it is it it forced me to slow down and stop and pause and appreciate those moments with Jake a little more and you know Mm. and just sort of strip life back a bit and just do the Mm. learning to be a mum and learning to uh kind of blow mm. down and tune into him and that I, I can imagine mm. if if things had have just been like normal I probably would have been doing you know a group a day and coffee and lunch yeah. and, blah, 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 blah. and that would have been lovely but you know actually yeah. maybe there's there's nice parts to having not done that um were you able were you able to take advantage of all those sort of parent parent parents parenting uh, classes and things before Jake was born yes or, did, or was there a problem with those as well because of the uh... no I think th- thankfully we just got um we got to do a face-to-face uh, like NCT antenatal course before Jake came so that was really nice and mm-hmm. I've still um you know kept that kept the link up with the the people from that group and the their people that I might go for a walk with um yeah so that's been lovely it's a, it's a bittersweet cause it's been really nice but equally like the babies haven't seen each other not from their prams <laughs> so you know that just that being able yes. to sort of crawl around and um mm. just explore yeah. each other they've they've seen each other but never really not not kind of close up mm that physical connection that contact yeah and I think that's really interesting yeah so how yeah and how do you think that will be when they're allowed free and you know that freedom to explore each other and be you can can wear your psychologist hat now I know I mean it's hard to say (laughs) it'll be really interesting I mean there was a window of time where there were some baby groups running and Mm. um and we went to we went to some of those, but obviously you had to be there was the social distancing, so you had to be sat on a mat two meters right. apart. And Jake mm. would always be trying to crawl off the mat and go and you know <laughs> touch and climb on the other mm. babies, and it was mm. always really tricky to know how to manage that because you know that you know it's sort of hardwired into them that they want to go and connect, but you also yeah. know that you need to be adhering to you know and Mm. respect people's wishes to keep that distance so um I think I think he'll I think ultimately he'll love it um when he can start to interact with other children and they'll be it'll be really nice for me to be able to watch that I think it might be a little Mm. bit overwhelming for him initially 
um, mm. just because he, you know, he's not he's not really seen many faces or really been in any other environments not that aren't just our our house. Um, yeah. So we might have to go a little bit slow, but mm-hmm. um, I think ultimately, gosh, the world's going to feel pretty exciting to him when he can. Well, to to both of us when we can finally. Yes, and I think, yeah, I mean, you know, clearly for Jake, it will be lovely to have for him to have that physical connection. Mm. And I guess for you, in part, you've had the social media that's Mm. enabled you to keep in contact, Mm. I guess, Mm. with other new parents, Mm. um, which is great. But actually, to just be physically with another parent Mm -hmm. and kind of put your arm around somebody, yeah. you know comfort each other when you're having a hard day or stuff yeah yeah has that been quite difficult yeah I think you really miss out on the the informal kind of discussions and Mm. like you say that physical contact and if 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 you're Mm. sat in somebody's house having a cup and the babies are playing Mm. you can sort of be saying things like ah how was your night or um or you know or does your baby do that or what you know what you give Mm -hmm. you can see them maybe giving their baby lunch and see Mm -hmm. what that looks like but if you when you've never when you haven't got that to compare and you're just there Mm -hmm. sort of in your own house like gosh is that is that what other babies would have for their lunches or do other babies (laughs) sleep like this or and you can get a sense of that in you know in a message or like Obviously, I, w- I discuss that with friends if we go on a walk, but it's not quite the same as that just being in yes. and amongst it that you would probably get in normal yeah, times. that's very true. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's been a lot more kind of just trying to guess, which I'm sure, like, is normal anyway. Like, it's hard to know because I've never had a baby not in mm. lockdown. So there's probably some mm. of it's just normal, but some of it I think's complicated by um by not being able to sort of yeah sit just be amongst other people um yeah yeah I'm sure that's very true you know many many years ago having my first child I can remember I think um it was a child minder that he went to at about three months old who obviously was an experienced mom mm. and it was her who gave me the confidence mm. that, mm. you know, she was trying different things that I probably would never have thought yeah. of, but actually seeing how somebody else interacts mm. with their own children or your child yeah. can be a really useful and helpful Yeah, absolutely. Process. Even so much yeah. as like, um, so obviously like, um a lot of the usual appointments and clinics weren't quite as standard as they they were before. So Jake was weighed um, a couple of days after coming out of hospital, but then not again uh, for quite a long time. Um, And it wasn't something I was like overly concerned about, but because Jake was the only baby I was seeing, I was, I thought he was a really big baby. I was, you know, he's growing really well. He's a really big baby. Um, and then I just uh, when when I finally met with another friend for a walk and they were the same age mm-hmm. that our babies mm-hmm. and Jake was mm-hmm. really much smaller and then I did get him weighed mm-hmm. and he actually his weight had dropped quite a lot not you know it wasn't mm-hmm. massively worrying but it was just yes. not that uh, you know I, I had no idea because there wasn't mm. that firstly that just baby to just eyeball and compare with and secondly any yeah. appointments or um yeah. I think there was there was benefits of not having too many appointments because I think you can mm. get concerned about things that maybe aren't that worrying <laughs> but equally mm. um maybe it would have been helpful to pick up on that a bit sooner um right yeah that's really interesting do you think without those appointments I mean you know is there a sort of natural maternal mm. instinct that you then have maybe relied on more yeah. or it's become more developed because there aren't other people yeah. in there telling you what should be happening or what could be yeah. happening. I think that's a really good like... point. I think that's a nice way of putting mm. it. I think um it has made me 
tune into that a bit more um, and maybe mm. just learn to trust yeah. that a little bit more. Um, yeah. Because you sort of have, you've had to. Um, and that's probably, I think there's some, again, there's probably, some, there's a good, there's good sides to that. Um, mm. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's interesting. So looking ahead to sort of the coming weeks or months, um, as things begin to open up a bit more, what's going to be going on for you and Jake? Um, well, typically my my first week back of work is um, 12th of April, which is when things really start oh. to open up. Oh. Um, so... Um, it's hard. I I think I'm not sure if it's perhaps perhaps a few people feel the same way, but I'm finding it hard to really commit to thinking about what it might look like because I think there's mm. been a lot of sort of a, for me anyway. I thought, oh, by this date things will be like this, or um, you know, we'll be going to see family surely by Jake's first birthday, or and then it hasn't quite happened. Mm. And although it's obviously looking lots more likely now. Um, I think it's meant yes. that I've just tried to not think too far ahead for a while. Um, yeah. But but what's definitely happening is um, that that I'll be going back to work and Jake will be going into nursery, um, right. and hopefully there'll be some some nice bits of uh, social gatherings initially, walks with a few mm. more people hopefully, and then maybe some picnics mm. with a few more people <laughs> as the weather to improve um and then probably some delayed celebrations hopefully by the end of the summer where we might be able to get (laughs) get more of us together (laughs) that's the hope but yes there's definitely going to be a lot of catching up with celebrations over the coming months isn't there so in terms of kind of preparing for going back to work and nursery places Mm. has that been have you been able to visit nurseries has that been difficult yeah no exploring your options it has been difficult um I'm not I I would imagine it might be different for different areas and different nurseries but my experience Mm. has been that um well, I can only go and visit when the nursery's not open so there's no children in or staff in so you you can't really get a sense of what it's like you know day to day you can get a sense of what the building's like but not what the actual vibe of the place is um and then we'll do we'll do a kind of restricted settling in which is which isn't quite what they'd normally have I think but it's basically um because I can't go in to the room with Jake it's more of a handover um so so I can go into a separate room and then hand him to a member of staff who then takes him in but then I can't be in the building it's more of a um just a restrict like the number of contacts so so again I think that'll be more difficult because usually you can see them that they that they settle even if they're a bit upset Mm. initially um but I won't be able to to look um because I'll have yeah. to leave the building. They'll say, I think they do lots of creative things like um, take pictures and I think they have an app where you can see how they're getting on and things. Um, right. So they use yeah. technology to help them. <laughs> um, it's quite an amazing yeah. world, isn't it? The, this reliance yeah, on technology. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, it's funny, but yeah. I think it will probably feel, um, it will feel reassuring at least to see hopefully a picture of him you know not looking as upset as he might be when I leave him so um so yeah so uh, I've actually um bubbled up with my parents just because Jake's at the one just to help him to get some experience of being around other people not just me um so that he Mm -hmm. can so as we're speaking now he's downstairs with my mum and dad Mm -hmm. um just to get him used to not being with me all the time I think and that is an interesting factor, isn't it? You know, that actually um, quite often and for a lot of new babies over this past year, it may just be mm. one parent or mm-hmm. two parents that they've spent most of their waking hours with. Yeah. So that 
kind of sense of separation could be quite absolutely enormous. yeah absolutely um and it, away from parents and also in different environments because um mm. you know actually even if we we don't often go to the supermarket but even just going into a different environment like that is quite overwhelming for jake mm. because he's literally just used to being in this in in our house mm. Um, mm. so yeah. you know i think and just it, yeah. all of the smells and the sights and the sounds and everything um, mm. and um in some ways that could cut both ways couldn't it in that you've been with jake for extended periods of time and other people would have been with their children and babies for longer periods of time over the last 12 months so so the sense of separation that you would have in handing him over if you like yeah. to, a, to a nursery provision might you know would, would be do you think that would be that would be harder for you absolutely that, yeah that, I think it's that... likely that um Jake would have at least been with my parents and my husband's parents um for longer periods of time or you know potentially yeah. maybe an overnight stay or um mm. or with somebody else for at least a couple of hours um whereas that yeah. that hasn't happened but i think you know again i think i don't i think longer term i think jake having had this time with me maybe is mm. is not not a bad thing in that he can we can have formed a really mm. you know good bond and hopefully he feels secure in that mm. and ready to go off and explore the world and get out there um but I think it's just how how we manage that and that we're aware that it might be quite quite yeah quite overwhelming or a bit more difficult than usual for them um mm. <laughs> Yeah, that's really interesting. I think, um, I mean, different societies mm. have totally mm. different attitudes to childcare and child rearing, yeah. don't they? And um, you know, in in the UK, we've often been seen as handing over babies maybe mm. too quickly. So maybe yeah. it has been, you know, a really good opportunity yeah. to redress yeah. that a bit. Yeah, I um, think. I think that I'm, you know, I'm trying to kind of draw on that a bit when things feel difficult. Um, I think there are, you're right, there are other cultures. It's quite a Western thing, really, for us to, um, and perhaps not spend as much time with our own children. But in other cultures, they would be sort of glued to you for quite a long time. Um, but at the same time, I don't think we're very set up in this society to have our children with us all mm. the time so it can be quite it can feel quite overwhelming when you haven't got that social support around you because uh, yes. in other cultures yes. you'd have family there or a big community yeah. around you to support you um yeah that's and that's true. why you could spend yeah. that time with them all the time whereas here like right now yeah. we don't we don't have that Mm, mm. is there Jen one bit of advice you'd pass on to other mums in your in the similar situation to yourself currently you know having had a baby beginning of lockdown and now being where you are is there one thing that you would think that you would like to pass on to I kind else? of almost feel like just like I'm trying to think of the right words but I think how like proud people should feel of themselves for having done this like mm. It's really challenging yeah. to bring up a baby mm. anyway. Add to that mm. in a global pandemic with not, not you know, even yeah. with the most supportive people around you, with not the support you'd normally have. Um, and I think ev- every parent should feel very proud that they've done it and be kind on themselves for perhaps not always being able to do it in the way they'd hope to do it or do all the things they'd hope to do or but just that you know we've done good enough as best we can and kind of survived it and that's that's kind of yeah. enough I don't know if that makes sense but, absolutely um, 
Oh, absolutely. And it's it's kind of reflects back to your comment earlier about, um, you know, you had an image of mm. what this space would mm. be like and that you, you know, you would have been going to certain groups and what yeah. have you. So that image, that kind of per- not perfect image, but that near mm. perfect model of what you thought parenting would be like, you just yeah. have to throw that away. Yeah. Book out and say, actually, yeah. scrap all that. And what we've done has been absolutely great, in this know. situation under these circumstances. I think everybody's just done the best they can, and that's all you can do. I do mm. think there's also maybe something mm. about um, making sure that you pause at some point to just kind of process it and let it sink in a bit because it's been such a full on year. I don't know, but just personally for me, as I start to think about going back to work and like it's kind of hitting me a bit if you are just in like yeah. like I say just surviving just in autopilot just getting through it and then before things really start to open up I think it will be important just to pause and go whoa what's just happened like um I'm, and yeah. and just to think it through and to think well what maybe like what do I need to do to look after myself to kind of face the next challenge is really because it's just really not being easy um and and so just getting through that's enough in itself and um I think that does take a bit of processing it's almost like it sounds a bit heavy but it's a bit like kind of a loss really you know it's not quite what people had imagined and you've got to just pause and let that sink in a bit um, yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, well, it is a loss, isn't yeah. it? It's a loss of, you know, what yeah. we've been. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thinking about the what, returning to work, will that be full time or? I'm going back for four days. So, um, so mm-hmm. not, not full time, but, but long <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. So again, it's sort of thinking about that self-care as you return to the workplace as well isn't it and maybe the additional demands and pressures that absolutely yeah which have you kept in touch with work are they yeah I have a little bit I've done some keeping in touch days um and um so yeah I've and I've, I've I've found it helpful just to to stay in touch a little bit because obviously when I when I walked out of the door of work back um, in March last year, like work looked very different to what it will look like when I go back. Um, just with Indeed, the, the way yeah. that we, you know, that you'll know with you know how you have to adjust how you're working now, and um, so um, mm. I've just I've wanted to keep that contact just so it doesn't feel like too much of a shock. You know, just so I can form an image in my yeah. mind of like what what is happening, what are people doing, what's things looking like. Um, so I have I have kept a bit of contact. I think that's been helpful because although I think it will be a bit of a shock, at least I know roughly what it what it might look like. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's been really interesting hearing about your experience and your thoughts. Just wondering, how has it affected Jake's dad, Andrew? Yeah. Isn't it? Um, how has he been throughout this time? Um, gosh, that's a really good question. Um, I think, I mean, like I'd spoken about before, he's he's been in work throughout. Um, so. I think that's given him some sort of structure and unusual routine to things. Um, I think he's, oh gosh, I probably should ask him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think if I'm honest with you, this probably wouldn't go into the thing, but not, not much has been all that different Mm. for him because he has, he has just been at work. Um, but I think that's quite interesting because I think that is quite significant, isn't it? That it's maybe quite often yeah. the mother mm. that 
has the bigger yeah. change in becoming a new yeah. parent anyway and then that's probably been um exacerbated yeah. for you yeah. hasn't it whereas actually Andrew's mm. life mm. because he's working um but maybe it hasn't, you know, the whole thing hasn't had the same impact. Yeah, on I think you spot on there. I think Above. I suppose I keep sort of referring to like in normal times, but like you say, I think it's a big adjustment mm. in terms of identity um, for yes. for mum and for dad. But I think often dad can keep yeah. working. There's that part of them that remains constant. Um, and because Andrew's mm. work has been mm. constant, isn't and that's mm. the only thing in life that you can do at the moment um is not experience really yes. much of a loss in other areas because there's nothing else going on anyway um but um mm. whereas like perhaps for the mum at the moment I think especially if if you were planning on being the sole person taking the maternity leave um it is sort of you that's then experienced all the adjustments and the the lack of yeah. things in your life to do um that you normally would um yeah. so yeah. yeah i'm not sure i don't think he provides a sort of probably a, a good account for like maybe what other dads might be feeling at the moment um, mm, because there'll be all sorts of um family yeah. situations won't there there'll be dads yeah. furloughed or dads and dads like working from home I can imagine like what it might feel like if you're working yeah. from home and the mum and the baby are mm. in the house and how sort of born you might feel mm. to try and juggle both yeah. because if you're out the house then you haven't got that sort of sense of yeah. like I really should be helping out <laughs> whereas if you're in the house it must yeah. be hard to ignore you know, just to get on with work yeah. if there yeah. is, you know, a crying baby or a, a distraught one who really needs yeah. um, <laughs> you can't. It must be harder to, to juggle the two hats if you are at home, I'd yeah. imagine. Um, that's, that's very true, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Um, I think, you know, as much as a, a mum feels that crying baby, mm. that pull on their heartstrings or whatever I'm sure a dad in the house yeah. would feel exactly yeah. the same yeah. so yeah Jen thanks ever so much no it's worries. been really interesting hearing about your experience over the past year I think you know for lots of um, new parents and people who are maybe you know having babies mm. in the coming year that they're they may still encounter the sort of situation that you've been in. They'll still be maybe, even if things are opened up, there may be mm -hmm. a little bit of a wariness mm -hmm. about connection and that physical mm -hmm. contact. I think that may stay with us mm -hmm. for some yeah. time, really. Um, but you've you've given us a great example of how you've coped with it, how you've got through it and moving, mm -hmm. moving forward, you know, and uh, indeed, a pat on the back to you and a collective pat on the Absolutely. back to Absolutely, a ma massive yes. hug when we can. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And a uh, yeah. pat on the back to Jakey for <laughs> yes. getting through his first yeah. year in what are most extraordinary absolutely. circumstances. And, um I'm sure he's kept you well Oh, absolutely, yeah. Know? Yeah, and actually I think, you know, a lot of the impact is really on the mums or the parents. I think the babies know no different and really ultimately will mm. will likely go on to thrive. I think it's, you know, it's, it's often, for me, yeah. it's more my expectations and what I'd, I felt would have been yeah. happening, whereas Jake's on the wiser and actually, you know, he's been quite happy. I think he's, he's you know... Oh, he probably is now yeah. looking, you know, he loves so the interaction when he can get it. But um, I don't think mm. he's, mm. he's probably not missing it because he doesn't know any different. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know what he's missing. No, exactly. And as you said, you know, it's actually mm. given you that opportunity to really form mm. a very, very yeah. strong bond and 
yeah be in tune with each other yeah yeah, yeah. fantastic so yes okay. thanks very much Jen. thank you all the best yes. for the future all the and all the best with your return to work um hope that goes really well for you and that jake settles into nursery i'm sure he will <laughs> thank you <laughs> all the best <laughs> Bye. All the best. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Well, there we have it, Phil. Once again, a very fascinating session with Jen, first-time mum during a pandemic. Again, yes, another interesting take on how people have got through this current situation. And I think she's a really good example of... Do you remember one of your early episodes, our early episodes, you spoke about where um, expectations and reality have a very big divide I think it was really interesting that Jen recognised and acknowledged that her young baby, Jake, would have no expectations. He didn't really know that he wasn't experiencing life in any different way to any other baby in previous times. Um, so her comment was that, you know, he knows no different and so he'll be fine it's actually where our expectations don't match up with the reality. And as Jen said, she had to make a very rapid adjustment between having that expectation of what being a new mum would look like and how she'd be spending her maternity leave and then realising that none of that was going to happen. Um, problems can come into play, can't they, when actually you get really hung up on the fact that your expectations don't meet reality. You know, the fact that Jen had to make the adjustment to her expectations is one thing. And then the comparisons aspect is another thing, isn't it? Because she did say that um, she would be able to, had she met with other first-time mums, she would be able to make that face-to-face -face comparison and sort of judge where her baby was in terms of those sort of scales of weight gain, etc. Um, not having that face-to-face -face interaction, but actually relying on social media a lot more, it does give rise to that comparison, doesn't it? Yes. Particularly in a in a format where people are only posting positive images you know here's my happy healthy smiling baby and happy healthy smiling mum when actually you feel like oh I've had a really yeah. bad night baby kept me awake all night you know this idea of comparing our lives to those lives of others um, that we see whether that's in reality or on social media um is is a is quite a difficult thing for our well-being really in that we can never really know what's going on in somebody else's life as a as a as a total uh, and uh, people would obviously tend to um give information or, or post things about the positive aspects of their lives absolutely and um i guess you know certainly in terms of some aspects of social media like facebook or instagram i think people do like to post their positive images but maybe in that sort of safe space of a whatsapp group a new mums group on whatsapp that kind of thing perhaps that's where you can have that more open and honest conversation about the fact that you had a bad night that you haven't managed to brush your hair or eat breakfast because your baby's teething that kind of thing I think that's often the case, isn't it, with um, with our public and our private personas, really. So what we share in public tends to be uh, different to what we share in private, in a, in a more private group. So maybe that is the way to look at it in, in that um, uh, we can use social media to our advantage if we maybe use it in a way which enables us to be more intimate or share private things with people who are in a similar situation 
whereas obviously public uh, things for public consumption may be quite different. Absolutely. And a very interesting statistic um, is how many babies were born during 2020. So, you know, thinking you are not alone in this, um, the official statistics which cover England and Wales from January to September 2020 there were 464,437 new babies born during that period. That's an enormous number. So breaking that down a little bit. Um, Nearly half a million people. Yeah, indeed. So that was just from January to September, nine months of babies. <laughs> um in the second quarter of 2020, so this is just from April to June, so in that first kind of phase of lockdown, 153,464 babies were born. Um, yeah, that's so many babies all born in this lockdown mm. period, all experiencing perhaps something similar to Jen and Jake there. Um, not being able to see family as immediately as they might have otherwise and that kind of thing. Um, but hopefully all getting through it in the same way that Jen has. Absolutely. So if you're, if you're in that category, if you are a mum with a new baby born during lockdown, or indeed you have children um, older and who you've been looking after during these lockdown periods, then you know, don't feel that it's not appropriate for you to reach out if you need to, to get some support. But I think picking up on the positive themes from Jen is definitely that aspect, you know, a, a very experienced and skillful clinical psychologist, so I'm taking her word for it. Um, you know, Jake will know no different. He won't have missed out. It's often our hopes and expectations that we project onto our babies, toddlers, children um, that actually cause the issue. But Jake himself will have known no different when he does get that opportunity to go out into the world. I'm sure he'll embrace it with all the excitement and fascination and wonder that babies and toddlers do. Um, and also, you know, Jen did acknowledge that it gave her the opportunity to perhaps slow down a little bit, to um, take time and process her own thoughts around the pandemic and acknowledge that um, life can be good without the hustle and bustle and a need for endless activity. So, you know, notes of positivity there. And I think that's really something to be encouraged to um, embrace that. And well done, a very big pat on the back to all those new parents out there who've got through this first year of a global pandemic when the world has changed completely from the one that they perhaps expected to be bringing their newborns into. Indeed. So are we going to have a bit of ukulele today? I think there may be some ukulele, yes. A little bit of practice has been uh, undertaken, so um, <laughs> we'll get involved in that in a bit did later. Did you have time to practice? When did you find time to practice? Indeed, in my busy life. <laughs> and I think, have you, do you know any nursery rhymes? I think that might be nice. We could lull lull some babies to sleep I'm to some... sure I can find a very <laughs> comforting and soothing nursery rhyme to play on the ukulele. Oh, I'm not sure if the playing will so. be comforting or soothing, but the rhyme itself, I'm sure, <laughs> would be. Uh, hey diddle diddle the cat and the fiddle comes to mind, just the screeching of those strings. <laughs> Hope it doesn't sound like a cat wailing. Okay then, so. I'm sure it won't. It won't. Here we go. Okay, one, Yeah, I don't know what no. bit you're playing. So the first bit, Old MacDonald had a farm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Then it's same again. I'm not done how to farm E I E I O. And then on that farm, no, I'm not done how to farm E I E I O. I'm not done how to farm E I E I O. Yeah, that's right. And on that farm, you had a duck. Right, take two. Take two. With a cluck, cluck here. Yes, ready. Take two. And a one, two, three. Had a farm E I E I O. Okay, you're going to have to sing with me. Ready, go. Oh, MacDonald had a farm and E-I-E-I-O. A two, a one, two, three. Oh, MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. That'll get all together, ready? Oh, MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. And on that farm he had a E-I-E-I-O. Take ten. Old MacDonald had a farm. Let's take twenty-two. Here we go. Thank you.